Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Miss Kanaya. She's got a great song and video out now. It's called I Look Good. And she's not only in it, but she directed it. We're going to talk about the making of that and much more. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What was it like directing yourself? Um, I always direct myself. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's definitely fun, but it's like nerve-wracking at the same time because when I put my treatments together, I expect it to go exactly as I've written it, maybe a month or two months prior. So like trying to be the artist, the performer, and then the director is it comes with a lot of stresses. But when you want to get your vision across, but overall, it's a very empowering feeling once it's all complete and done. Well, I would describe it in one word, and that is bold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you're very fearless in it, and but it's also really fun, too. Yeah. So when you decided like you're going to be in the boardroom and this big office, and I think that was my favorite scene. What was that like to shoot? Um, it was fun. Um, I had a lot of my friends there, so it was kind of like, like less of like acting, but more of like us just like acting like how we would be in real life. <laughs> so that was fun. I felt like it was genuine. Um, a lot of people don't know that the song was us trying to prove to like a record label or someone in power that like everybody of all shapes and sizes or you know backgrounds or whatever like you know you come from we all are like in important and confident so that's why it was us like talking to the guy that was there so that was kind of like the, the, the scene that was supposed to tie everything together for the vision. Well, somebody better take notice because that's a mm -hmm. very memorable scene. Yeah. But you got dancing in it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, great costumes. But to me, the especially the dancing part, it had a real like ballroom vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Was that something you were going after? Yes. But also I've been in ballroom since I was in the fifth grade. Wow, and that's in Washington, D.C.? Yes. How is the D.C. ballroom scene different than the New York ballroom? Well, the D.C. ballroom scene is uh, very uh, it's smaller, for sure. And it also incorporates more, like, high schools and um, obviously adulthood as well. But the reason why I was able to start in fifth grade is because the houses are different. It's more like kiki houses opposed to like big name ballroom houses like Balenciaga and stuff like that. So it's really catered to like, you know, um, young women, young men, you know, whatever you identify as. Um, but also just going into those high schools, going into those youth centers and just or pulling children off the street and getting them into something that's like active, important. So it's just different, I guess. It's just smaller and um, yeah. I could see a lot of people in the ballroom scene and other scenes embracing I Look Good. It's kind of an anthem. Yeah. 
I mean, when you think of like, you know, empowerment and, you know, the importance of just saying, hey, you know what? I don't need anyone else's opinion. I know I look good and and then you don't need to tell me that. <laughs> Period. Period. Is that kind of your, your, your attitude about life in general? Yeah, I feel like, you know, you work so hard throughout your adult years or, you know, from teenage years to adult to kind of get to know yourself. You go through so many like self-esteem issues, you know, creating boundaries and all these different things as you go through life. You finally got to get to a point where you celebrate yourself. You can't just go through life constantly feeling like less than or whatever you have to be grateful you have to be um I guess like confident but also like you gotta just take what you got and make the best of it because you only have one life you only have one body and yeah we've been making a real connection with your fans not just with I look good but uh, you put out a very revealing video on YouTube called the unseen reality of Miss Kanaya. Yeah. I mean, this was a very, you know, heartfelt kind of sharing a lot about your life. Yeah. Like, like what's been the reaction so far? I was getting like a lot of support. A lot of people reached out to me that um, went through the same thing. Um, a lot of people thanked me for just, you know, being vulnerable and being open and sharing that part of myself. So it was a very um, freeing experience, I would say. Because it seems like you share a little bit of, you know, what Cardi B went through. Yeah. Like, was she an inspiration? Um, no, um, because I do feel like everybody's story is different, you know, mm -hmm. um, as it pertains to that world. But I do appreciate her um, coming from that world and then taking it to the level that she is at today. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, you know, the, the world of dancers, it, it's prolific, but not many people are commenting on it the way that you did. Yeah. I think it's like a, tra a trauma thing. Um, I had to learn that just because you put yourself in a situation doesn't mean that you're open to all sorts of abuse because of that situation. You have to have boundaries regardless of what situation that you're in. A lot of people just, you know, they glamorize it because of the things they're able to get out of it. So they think like that's enough. I like at the end of the video, you just have words on the screen where you're kind of summing up a lot of your thoughts. Yeah. And you talk a lot about, you know, feeling safe and getting to that point of, you know, letting go of shame, you know, going through therapy, but especially I, I was touched by the whole safety angle of, you mm -hmm. know, getting to a place where you feel safe. Yes. So, is you know, I, I think a lot of young women, you know, in, you know, whether or not they, you know, do dancing or music or whatever, just in society right now, I think a lot of people are looking for, just a sense of, you know, being safe in their life. Yeah, I would agree. You know, what what do you think is that has made you so strong? Um, I think, you know, just going through the child's uh, tribulations growing up and then going straight into that world, only having yourself to rely on, really. So it kind of creates like this um, wall of never-ending protection. 
that you think that you always got to protect yourself 24 seven. So. And it seems like a lot of people, they turn to a creative outlet. That's very empowering to create something, whether it's music or whatever, you know, how has like music helped you to heal? Music has helped me a lot. I feel like when I create music, I don't think of like anything other than that moment. I kind of just fall into that trance of things and I'm just happy while I'm recording, especially if it's something that I'm actually liking in the moment. It's just an escape. You know, it shows me like, wow, like if I like this, maybe other people will like this and maybe this, you know, can get me to where I need to go. So it keep it keep me having faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I like so much about the ballroom scene. It's music, it's fashion, it's dance, but it's also about community. And yeah. I think, you know, I guess what a lot of people call chosen families. Mm-hmm. Is, is that part of what you got out of that? Yes, 100%. Lifelong friends, lifelong family. Um, whenever I need to shoot a video, whenever I need to call someone up to be in the video, whenever I need wardrobe, um, I have all of those connections there. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize when you make a music video, it takes a small army of people to do that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and the other thing is just finding a location, you know, being able to pick up a phone and, you know, having someone let you use their boardroom. Yes. <laughs> so I, I bet you're very good at uh, uh, getting people to participate, you know, because to, to do music, you have to constantly sell yourself and your vision. Yes. I mean, do you think that's part of, you know, what's made you successful so far? Um, yeah. I think also just being supportive too as well you know you can't just expect people to support you without showing support to others showing love to others being there when you can for others as well so i think it's a two-way street Mm -hmm. well what's exciting you musically nowadays because i look good has a very fresh sound to it yeah um i think like just transitioning into a different lane of music. Um, I Look Good was kind of like my breakout record for like house and pop. So I think I'm very excited because I have a lot of records that's in that same genre that I'm excited to put out, that I'm excited to video do videos to, to see like what will my response be. So just doing something fresh and new and hot, you know, it's been exciting for me. I mean, Beyonce did such a, a big embrace of classic house music with her last album. Yeah. And uh, for a lot of people, though, that sound never went away. A hundred percent. For a lot of people, they listen to that sound every day, every night. Like, do you have, I mean, I, I'm probably a lot older than you, so I kind of have my memory of of house, but do you have like, a golden age where you think, okay, like from this year to that year, that's when like the best house came out? Um, no, because I, I think I can only go off my experience because when I was in high school or a little bit before that, 
you know, when we were doing our scene, I would think that was the best music because it kind of strike it strikes a core memory for me. But I'm pretty sure it's better music. <laughs> like when you were doing the ballroom scene, can you remember like some of the first songs that you were using back then? Uh, let me think. Jay, his name was Jay, and he's like really popular on YouTube. And he would do like all of the like bam, wham, shawams. And uh, he has like a lot of popular music, but I can't think of his full name. I just know his name was Jay. And that's what we used to use. Like, that's like every song he posted on YouTube. That's what we would use at the events, at practices, you know, for our videos, et cetera. And back then, what was the name of your house? So I was a part of I was a part of a couple of different ones actually. Um, I was a part of Chanel, and then from there I went to the more like troop scene of the house. So I was in Models Inc. and I was in Models Envy. Wow, you know yeah. when you watch watch a show like Legendary, and they have mm -hmm. the different judging categories, was mm -hmm. that pretty close to like uh, how you guys were judged? Uh, yeah. Um, but actually, no, that was actually spot on. It would just be more judges. And it's so crazy because the ballroom scene is big, but the people who are, I would say, like the legends and the icon, they make it small. So I knew a lot of people on the show. So it was mm -hmm. really fun to watch. Like I've even, you know, competed against some people on the show, you know, during my time in D.C., um, one of the people on the show was actually in my video, my current one, I look good. So it was really exciting to, um, watch Legendary and know so many people. Well, let's talk Duck Walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's my favorite, but, you know, especially, uh, you know, when you're in your twenties, it's kind of cool. But when I watch it, I think, oh my God, what are those knees going to feel like in 20 years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you do you feel like you know you survived that and you know do you think you could do all that now that you're doing back then um well one i never like did duck walk um so my category was runway diva when i was in dc which would translate to just you know women's runway in the ballroom scene um but now i do sex siren which is kind of like mm, body, kind of like giving you like seduction. So I, I'm not really into like, um, I guess like the Vulcan aspects of it because it's a lot of different categories that people compete in. Your specialty sounds pretty cool. Do you yeah. like, do you like sort of do any like classic Hollywood inspired stuff? Yeah. And it just really depends on what the category is calling for because sometimes people call for that meaning that's what your attire or your effect would be um if it would be like a, you know early hollywood vibes it'll say like oh early hollywood vibes and don't forget your pearls you know like it'll give you like instructions and whatever you do with that you do with that so if i wanted to come with my whole body full of pearls and nothing else that's something i can do and then some people would wear 
a corset, maybe some feathers, and then they'll just have on a pearl necklace. It just depends on, you know, how you um, translate, you know, the words that are given to you. So what is the key to a good runway walk? I would say confidence. And then your right or the left. How you extending your legs, your catwalk. When you were growing up, did you ever watch America's Next Top Model? Yes. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I remember they always talked about the walk. Yeah. And why is it that some people are, are just naturally better at that than others? Because um, I think that some people are just naturally more confident. And then some people are naturally, like, shaped a certain type of way. So when, so when they walk or they extend their legs, it's already kind of giving you some type of flirt or some type of um, sway, like maybe in the hips or maybe maybe in the extension of the legs. And then some people are just literally like me where they grew up around it their whole entire life. So they had time to see women who, or, you know, doesn't matter the gender, but who actually walks really good and then looks up to them and then start mimicking them and then creating their own twist to it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, in the video, you also have some really cool outfits. And you yes. actually, you know, your backup dancers. How did you create those dance segments? Well, one of the CEO of Models Inc., who I used to, um, you know, compete with in the scene, he is also a choreographer. So I just brought him on to choreograph. Is he the guy that got the close-ups? Uh, no. Okay, who was that? He was really good. His name is Cha-Cha, Cha-Cha Balenciaga. He's also on Legendary. He's also a legend in the ballroom scene. So, you know, he's like very popular within that world. He also mm -hmm. performed at BT, the BT Awards last year when they Excellent. were supporting, yeah, when they were supporting, um, you know, Legendary and the LGBTQ community. Well, you say that you made this and you want to attract, you know, big label attention. Mm -hmm. It seems like this will go a long way. You know, you've got, you surround yourself with great people. You've got such a great concept. You know, uh, what's been the reaction? Do you think you've, you have a foot in the door there? Um, the reaction has been great. I think that, you know, it's just a work in progress, you know, just continuously pushing the needle. Mm -hmm. So how, how who would you like to put this into, like, whose hands? Like, what would be, like, if you leapt up to a major label, who would that be? Mm, I think it would just, I, I don't have a specific label in mind. I just have a specific situation. And it would just be whichever label that understand, you know, the times and the different communities and able to, embrace that you know because it's not like um it's, it's a normal genre but it's not a, a genre that's widely notarized and you know popularized and stuff like that so i just want someone who you know would take a risk in knowing that this sound is just as important as any other sound mm 
Mm -hmm. And are you going to do a remix for this? Um, I'm hoping to. You know, maybe if I can get one of the girls that I'm thinking in my mind to hop on it, I would. But if not, you know, I'll just leave it as is. See, ideally, you know, this will get on even more Spotify playlists. But it'd be so fun to see this being used more like on Legendary or on, you know, TV shows or, you know, in movies. Are you really conscious of trying to get this song placed, you know, into other stuff? Yes, um, I 100% want to get it in like some movies, some shows, you know, I just want to get it on the radar because I feel like it's a great song. I could see like a big designer using this during their runway show. Yes, that would be super dope. So what would be like your the favorite designer if they used your song? Um, I would say my favorite runway show that I would want to use this song was probably like the Blondes, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now do you go do you uh, go up to New York very often? I used to go every year for Fashion Week, both seasons, probably for like five years straight. Wow. Well, yeah. they didn't they just have the Met Gala? Yes, they did. Would you like to go to that someday? A hundred percent. I know. What, I mean, the outfits, I bet you could actually give them a run for their money. <laughs> Yeah, I would listen. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Did you see what uh, Lil Nas X wore? Yes, I did. Or what he didn't wear, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it seems like whatever you do is going to have just a, not just great music, but this fashion sense. You know, how do you see the whole package of what you're doing? So I guess style, grace, beauty, talent, you know. <laughs> a little bit of everything. And do, do you want to be a trendsetter? Do you want to set some trends? In fashion, 100%. I mean, so in the video, you've got this bodysuit with kind of the swirling lines and all that. Did you design that? No, I didn't. It's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, the, the bar is so high nowadays, but even within that, it, you know, you really stood out, I think, with the whole yeah. look of your video. Thank you. You know, the bar is definitely high as it pertains to mainstream artists, you know, but I think it just depends on the type of budget that you have, you know. If I had a bigger budget, then I would, you know, <laughs> I would prevail, I think. <laughs> Very much. Well, what comes next? Are you doing like a follow-up single or an EP or an album? Yeah, I'm going to drop another single, um, probably in another month. Just get the ball rolling. I don't really want to hold on to music anymore. And just, you know, pray for the best. What, what do you want this next song to be about? Well, it's already completed. So. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. do, do we get a sneak peek at the name? It's called my type. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, that begs the question, Miss Kanaya, what is your type? Hmm. <laughs> I guess you'll hear it in the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I love that you're in D.C. 
Is it does it have a very distinct DC sound to it? No, um, it's more of like a commercial sound, I would say. Mm -hmm. So a widespread appeal. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I want to make sure people know where to find you. So uh, what is your favorite social media? Instagram. And my Instagram is Miss Kanaya. That is M-I-S-S-K-A-N-I-Y-A-H. And that's really the name for all of my platforms. Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Dreezer, whatever you want to use. It's all the same. It's consistent. Excellent. Well, like we were saying, you're in Washington, D.C., and you have... Um... Even though you have broad appeal with your music, you know, what would you say is uniquely DC about you? Mm, I guess my personality. Because it's such a big town. It's a fast town. It's a political yeah. town. So yeah, it sounds like you really have to be on the ball there. Yeah. My personality and then my mentality as well. Because a lot of go-getters in DC because it's a very... Uh, it's not as big as people think and the resources and what you can do in a creative space is very limited. So, mm -hmm. Are there really that many live nightclubs there? Yes, a few. Mm -hmm. And are you going to be performing I Look Good any uh, clubs coming up? I would hope so. Mm -hmm. So what's your live stage show like? kind of similar to um the video i have my dancers yeah. i have my clothes i have me and i have my energy and we're just ready to go that's all it needs i like that well i want to give you the last word here and you know i really want people to not only you know watch your video but this documentary you made is great thank you a lot of us have an unseen reality Yes. I think we're so kind of, you know, we don't reach out to people and share enough. And a lot of times we're just silently suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what do you think the, the importance is of finding people you trust, you know, just sharing more of yourself with others? I think it's very important. I think it's a, a very uh, freeing space for yourself, especially if you you're like me, you hold on to a lot of things and you internalize them, you know, because eventually they will start to try to destroy you or destroy your mental or, you know, just have you in a space where you aren't happy. So I just think it's very important to find people that you trust or to start trusting yourself, trust a therapist and, you know, just walk in that truth. And when you come out the other side and you want to feel happy again, you know, listen to good music. It seems yes. like, you know, a song like I Look Good is also part of that therapy. Yeah. Well, let me tell everyone again, uh, I've been talking with Miss Kanaya, K-A-N-I-Y-A-H. Mm -hmm. Current single is I Look Good. Next one, I guess you heard it here, it's my type. And when we all listen to it, we will learn what Miss Kanaya's type is. And 
hopefully so much more. Hey, I really appreciate you sharing this. And um, I'm really predicting big things for you this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.